Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to the Halloween Havoc Preview. As I live and breathe. I'm Michael Hanfley from What Culture, and I'm joined by my fellow daddy boy Michael Sidgwick from What Culture to discuss everything that might happen on this Saturday's NXT Halloween Havoc. But first, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure to subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only preview review this sort of total nonsense, but also Monday Night Raw, Friday Night Smackdown, the brand formerly known as NXT 2.0. AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium line events, we hold wrestler interviews, roundtable discussions, and have a round of the week most of the time with a bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. It's a Halloween Havoc season. Susan. Uh, Everyone want... who has Susan at the end of her Twitter usernames is a twat. It often overlaps with people who like the uh, the spooky season, actually. Yes. Uh, punny names and that. I, uh, I wasn't... Sasha season. It's a Roman season, <laughs> and it never ends in your dick if you don't like it. There's always a Roman season. Um, I wasn't uh, gifted the opportunity to uh, catch NXT this, this week. Off. So I, uh, I look forward, as we run through this card to you, any sort of, like, last little bit of colour from the uh, the go-home angles that I might have missed. I did catch the odd couple of bits, um, and that's where I'd like us to start, if I may, with the, uh, the main event of Halloween Havoc. Um, we've got Bron Breaker defending his uh, NXT Championship against Elia Dragunov and the uh, cold, rotten corpse of JD McDonough after the uh, main event segment on uh, Wednesday, Tuesday's broadcast. Uh this can only go one way, can't it? Yeah, Bron Breaker's going to win. The match is going to be considerably better than the hype in which everyone was just made to look like a dick. If I hate you, I'm a babyface, so I like to do a bit more than this one, but then you hit me by mistake, and now I hate you. It was a mistake. Watch the television, Bron Breaker, you moron. <laughs> um, it was just... Uh, uh, Ilya Dragunov being the new John Cena, I mean, interviewed by Kevin Owens, who could do a much better version of this sort of thing than most but Dragunov, like, doing zingers mm. on a stool in front of a talk show is just so cursed. Oh. It's so cursed. That image just distilled to me that WWE can only be WWE. Uh-huh. Um, it cannot be anything else. When I tried to be something else in NXT UK, actually. It's like three weeks ago, isn't like, pain is my pleasure. Pain is my pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> Conducting his own pain. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I've got no interest in this match. It'll be quite fabulous, I expect, when it mm. unfolds in front of me. Um, but yeah, who cares? Bron Breaker's going to win. It's probably going to be three and three quarter stars. But there's no emotional investment, and it's left to work hard. I'll tell you one thing about that main event segment: um, the headbutt from Dragonoff. I think it was like a double headbutt actually, because <laughs> they both did a bump afterwards. It looked like they'd broken each other's like frontal lobes. Good. So yeah, no, it was a really good headbutt. Like they've obviously got, they are going to work together fabulously well. They've got previous Bron Breaker, 
He's prompt breaker. He's going to be great in a sort of a more chaotic environment than usual. So I expect it to go about 20 minutes, the first Ugh. eight of which are will find the various three people selling on the outside far longer than they ordinarily would. Quite suspicious, actually. Because <laughs> um, that's how they book triple threats. That's how they lay out triple threats. The last five minutes should be tremendously entertaining, and I will never remember it ever again. It will never threaten my match of the year list, mm. and it will just exist. Do you know what like really gets me down about the the fact that this this match could be all right, but it's just the uh, the layout of it is what saddens me. Bron Breaker beats JD McDonough in a match that we highlighted at the time. McDonough couldn't really afford to lose, but there was absolutely no chance that he was going to win. So it was a really strange way to bring him into the the brand, wasn't it? He's kind of he gets to deck Bron Breaker and then lose him straight away, and then the Liv Morgan thing smiles in defeat. So actually, who, who what's the real quiz? Yeah, well, the real really... quiz is the belt, JD, not, yeah. not grinning about getting spear like cutting half of the spear. So then Ilya Dragunov comes in, and this match gets made, theoretically now, for us to come out the other side of this and Bron Breaker wrestle Dragunov in the, the other singles match. Oh, God. I don't want this to be a formula. I don't want it to be like, well, we just really haven't got guys, and the brand doesn't appear to be ready in guys because both these two have come in from outside, like from NXT UK. So it doesn't feel like at the moment, unless they were like waiting for Tony D'Angelo to get fit, it doesn't feel like they've got this raft of wrestlers ready to fight Bron Breaker in NXT. Is this the formula now? Singles match, triple threat, singles match with the other guy, and then on Braun Breaker goes. The, the veneer of a dominant title reign rather than actually assembling one. Yeah, it's just ridiculous, this, because if they do subsequently go with Dragunov versus Breaker in a singles, it's even more predictable than it would have been previously because they obviously don't trust Dragunov yeah. to be the singles headliner in a two on, in a one-on-one match on a PLE. So if they do it on TV, like obviously they're not going to mm. go with them. So I hope that isn't the case. I kind of expect it will be, actually. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, the, match should be, the match should be very good in places yeah. or by the end. Best you're going to get, innit? Yeah. Best you're going to get. Uh, I cannot figure out the like, perspective quality of this one at all. Um, I feel like I feel like it's predictable. But uh, Mandy Rose defending her title against Alba Fire. Um Albert just loves fire, so that's become the story of it. Obviously, Mandy Rose came back this week. Sonia Deville had joined Toxic Attraction in helping them get there, you know, have the numbers advantage over Alba Fire. And they haven't really done anything to suggest that won't be a problem for fire on the show itself. Mm. There's no stipulation in place that's banning the other heels from coming out and helping, all that sort of thing. And in the meantime, I suppose the biggest story is they continue to... Uh, this works some weeks for me, and then it very much doesn't others. They are telling you, even if they don't always show it, that Mandy Rose is the new big bad of NXT. They are giving her an Asuka Shayna Baszler title run. It, that's preposterous. Yes. But some weeks, I guess, are better than others when you, it comes to buying it. And the longer she has it, the longer you're looking for who exactly is that's lined up to take that title. That's the point of a long-standing title reign, is that you're supposed to see some light at the end of the tunnel. Like... Uh, I know she's made of fire, but I don't think Alba's the light. No. Um, <laughs> Alba Fire versus Sonia Deville before the terrible finish and post-match angle was trending towards quite good, actually. Um, <laughs> but without being too special. But no, like, Kaylee Ray has always been a very good wrestler. Yep. Mandy Rose is capable in certain contexts. It's not like this... I'll put it this way about Mandy Rose. If you look at the illustrious legacy that it used to boast, that being the NXT Women's title... This doesn't feel gender. It no. feels no, more. No. It yeah. feels more respectable caretaker, I guess, than a total gender mahal adjacent disgrace that's just destroyed whatever you thought about the credibility of the title. But it's surely it's time to finish this. I don't know if Alba Fire's the one. Um, 
I feel like we had someone a little while ago, and I've now forgotten who that is. It felt like they were... Oh, it probably would have been um, either Cora Jade as a babyface or yeah. Roxanne Perez when it she gets her second attempt at it. Yeah, it should yeah. be Roxanne Perez. It yeah. absolutely should be. But then again, at the same time, I just put, I would just put Roxanne Perez on TV. This absolutely stupid system they have where it's like, nope, too young, you need three more years doing nonsense. Cost MJF. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, so maybe that directive will change. Who the hell knows? Um, but ultimately, I don't think it's going to be Alba Fire. I do think this will be one of the better Mandy Rose defences. But again, it's just the television's so piss poor that it's impossible to give a toss about anything. Mm. Um, well, speaking about trying to give a toss about something, this was something I was really into until it kind of week on week drained my enthusiasm for it. It's Roxanne Perez versus Cora Jade. It's um, spin the wheel, make the deal, but the wheel's already been spun and the deal has already been done. It's Weapons Wild. Weapons Wild. Weapons Wild. Uh, now, a couple of reasons I'll share why I'm not so high on this. I really thought they had something um, when Cora Jade first turned. And I think quickly, we've almost seen too much of her as a heel. I think it was, she was very interesting as somebody that clearly wanted to disavow this ludicrous skateboard gimmick she'd been given. And this we were going to see something that was a reflection of who she was for real. And I thought they'd done a nice job of watching the Roxanne Perez Corrigade relationship fall apart and all that sort of stuff. And then it's just gradually degenerated into a very generic WWE blood rivalry, capital B, capital R, where you're supposed to feel this hatred, but it's not really there. It's not that venomous. Am I right in thinking Cora Jade won her Pick Your Poison match and Roxanne Perez lost hers? Or did both, uh, on NXT, did both the main roster stars, I know Rhea Ripley defeated Roxanne Perez. Yeah, Rhea Ripley won and Cora Jade won via DQ because it was a non-match and <sighs> Raquel Rodriguez just was, but the, the gist was that Cora Jade was like, use this against me. Mm. I don't want anything to do with this. And she did. And it was just a t- it was just, oh. It was the thinnest pretext imaginable to just get me and Ross the stars yeah. on television. The, so the, the, the build was useless. The build was absolutely useless. Weapons wild as well. We have to go off recent, you know, sort of examples here. The lights out match between Wendy Chu and uh, Tiffany Stratton was offensively uncreative for the amount of time they put into it and the possibilities. We had more fun pitching the stuff they could have done versus yeah. what we actually got. And the frigging pub fight. Gallus was an embarrassment. Oh, they can't do a plunder brawl to save the goddamn life, actually. <laughs> Talk me through the end of a blood feud with Weapons Wild as a stipulation off the back of that exact take. So Weapons Wild is just another wacky, alliterative synonym for D, D what you want, there's knee rules. Kendo six and tables. So I my worry about this, right, is that because it's WWE and NXT specifically, that this is going to be melodramatic out the ass. Mm. It's not going to be this really heated... Um, match which uses its weapons in such a way where they, to get over the actual tone, which is always the most important um, element to these matches they will have thought deeply about how can we make the progressive use of weapons a little bit organic and natural so that we're not just setting up spots um, to drill people through apparatus and things of that nature um, but it just looks seamless because the idea is, oh, if there's a weapon there, I'm going to use that. Mm. Um, but ultimately, even if they do that for the duration, there is going to be some cinematic, melodramatic showdown at the end where Roxanne Perez um, and Cora Jade are both selling. And Cora Jade grabs at the kendo stick and she looks like she's making um, the... the a concerted attempt to pick it up and use it, and then no, yeah, 
Did I stamped on the floor for dramatic effect, and you're obviously not going to get that picked up on the microphone. Stamping on the stick. Stamping on the stick. You're treading on my stick, actually. Yeah, and Cora Jade's going to look up and go, and Roxanne Perez will be like, yeah, I've learned. I've learned my lesson after all this. It took three months, and everyone knew this was the finish, but this is the finish, yeah. and I'm going to sell this being the finish. And then Vic Joseph's just going to go, ah, you learn a teachable moment, teachable moment. You learn the lesson. You get it. You get the storyline. <laughs> and Roxanne Perez is going to get it. And I'll say one thing for Cora Jade on Tuesday. She took a goddamn beating with that kendo stick. Right. It's actually worth a watch. To earn her own DQ. To earn the win via DQ. Is that what it was? Yes. Right. So she took a paste and, mm. with a kendo stick. So the kendo stick's going to inform the finish. Um, and Roxanne Perez is going to win. And she should then go on to defeat Mandy Rose or ideally go on the main roster and just be a star. Dare I pitch that uh, Roxanne Perez wins by smashing a skateboard over her back. And that's, we, we go back to the, the turn itself. And I don't the, think they would risk it. Better version of the spot that went wrong. The, 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 the could. Right, that a little bit. The like could. Cora brings out uh, like a, a Derek Housey Blake style skateboard with spikes on it like Darby Alamon or something. I think what you're forgetting is that there's more symbolism in the kendo stick. It's true. That is true. And they, and they like their, they're really like a deep symbolism. They're very clever symbolism. So True. I think the symbolism of the of the kendo stake is really going to inform the finish here. So all the dickheads in the YouTube comments section go, oh, God, this was great. It's not even going to be side by side pictures anymore, is it? It's going to be side by side videos. Yes, I. You're going to see this. See how these clips are oddly similar. <laughs> I do too. Please retweet. <laughs> I, uh, this match was goaded. <laughs> Not if people talk about this match. I think just the right amount of yeah, 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 yeah. at the time and then never again. Um, I want to pivot slightly from the, the card here to something um, that I only remembered as we came into record. And I'm just very excited to see what happens with this because this, to me, is why for a long time people were, and maybe still are, like, I don't want to just take a dump on this card entirely. Enthusiastic, if nothing else, about um, Halloween Havoc and the branding of, of it within NXT. Halloween Havoc 2020... Uh, just had no right, quite frankly. AEW was handing NXT its ass every single week in That's 2020. And yet Halloween Havoc was kind of a joy. Like the the way they dressed up the um, hideous Capital Wrestling Center. I think they'd moved to the Capital Wrestling Center by then. How they had fun with the gimmicks. Johnny Gargano hits wheels and on and on and on. A really, really good night. It was really good. Was and really we fun. must toast um, Shotzi Blackheart putting everything into being the host of that. And she's back. Um, and she's not hosting alone this year. She's hosting with Quincy Elliott. And the two of them together in a Halloween-themed show give me hope that there might be a little bit of patter here. There might be some, like, actual Halloween fun to be had. Um, I don't, I'm not expecting any kind of match or anything to be added. But I don't know. Have you got any interest in seeing, like, what vignettes they come out with with these two? Like, I don't think it's going to be two people backstage in a GM's office or anything. I think they're going to put more yeah. thought into it than that. And we are going to come to next... Um, another spin the wheel, make the deal match. So do you think they're just there to stand by the wheel and spin it, or are you going to get a bit more out of them? Quincy Elliott's like box fresh, you know, he's brand spanking new. And to pair that character with Shotty Blackheart on this show that she's kind of synonymous with too, seems like a bit of a an attaboy, a stamp of approval, you know? What they usually do with these hosting gimmicks is that the host will appear in a pre-tape. Was it um, Elvira or Elve- Elvira? Mm. How do you pronounce it? Elvira. Is, it how, is that how you pronounce yeah. it? Off of WrestleMania 2, actually. Yes, yeah. yes. Off of. <laughs> I, I love that. Off of. Just, just say off. <laughs> just say off. Um, so, yeah, they do this pre-tape. So, there'll probably be some horror movie-themed 
preamble on video, and then our host welcomes us to Halloween Havoc. So she's been Elvira, so she could do some kind of scream queen where she's a bit spooked, and it turns mm. out, oh, it's just it was Quincy Elliot chasing her down the hallways. So I didn't realize it was you. Yeah, and then it's like it's not a killer; it's just Quincy Elliot. And um, and then they can come out on stage together, bring us to the show, and then spin the wheel and make the deal. And that's your lot. What? I'm not a big horror guy. I'm not huge in it. I don't mind horror, but I not, do like horror, but I'm not. It's got a culture around it, and I can't pretend I'm part of that. Yeah, I'm not like a, a stan, or I'm not part of the horror discourse. I like I the odd thriller. Uh, I like the, the odd horror film. It has to be good horror or. Crap horror. Sucker for the Saw series. I really am. Because Saw 1 was good. Saw 2 had no right. And the whole franchise kind of falls on its ass. But I like it more the more it falls. I'm kind of kind of into Saw. Yeah. My top five horror movies of all time. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Time. Uh, hereditary. Great. <laughs> Genuinely terrified me. I yep. thought it was such an effective, incredible horror film. Thought it was utterly fantastic. Jump scare doesn't goddamn cover it. No, it, it was just out my goddamn it's body. So unsettling. The yep. jump scare was incredible. It was so unsettling throughout. There's elements later on in the film that should evoke laughter mm. because they're so bizarre, but the balance of just off. Yeah, is so incredible in this really artic like in this really I don't know how you're getting away with spooking me with some of the things that you're doing mm. to scare me, but it was just incredible. Hereditary, I think, is the most scared I've ever been of every, any horror film. Love the shining. Yeah. Loved Favorite Midsummer, actually. Not yeah. as good as Hereditary, but I thought it was really good. Uh so the sh- Hereditary, Midsummer, Shining always spooked me. Yeah. Stephen King's It, nineteen yes. ninety version. There are elements of that that are incredibly creepy for me. And I was having so a one on one well. with um, the first Batman film as well. Like, in terms yeah. of like how, we cla- how can we make clowns villainous and how much fun can we have with it because it's the late 80s, slash the yeah. 90s. And, the yeah. bit where Tim Curry's face behind the, the sheets in the wind, yeah. and then when the sheet moves and he just looks 
there with that sickly grin that spooked me so badly. And uh, I always thought for the atmosphere of Blair Witch, the original Blair Witch is really, Blair Witch is really good. good as well. Find the par- Halloween's good. Paranormal activity um, is quite good. I think I think it holds up pretty well as far as those found footage. There was an over like the Wreck films as well, Wreck One and Wreck Two. It never follows. seen them. No, they're good. I'd rather recommend. Them. There's an Amer- they made an American version of Wreck, might uh, quarantine maybe or something. It's not as good, but they're both pretty good. Yeah, um, and it follows. I thought it was a good recent one as well. It follows is really good. There's some really unsettling moments in that as well. Um, I like the original. The, the roof scene was yeah. very, very good, very well. Conjuring directed. was good. Conjuring two was horrendous. Like, abs- I'm not like I don't. I- sequels in heart. It's almost part of the fun, isn't it? You're supposed to make either a take the franchise in a wacky direction or whatever, but. Either for as much as I loved the Conjuring, and they've got this, there's there's law, there's a, there's a black law with as a black Annabelle. Conjuring two didn't work at all. Ah, right, okay. It's a, it's a nice genre. I don't like. I can. I've got to be in the mood for it. But I, you know, the people that can't watch horror because they just don't get the sensation of being scared. Yes. I think there's a lot of fun to be had with that. It's nice to be like you're supposed to remember that you're in the comfort of not being in the film. Yes. And those two things collide. I, I quite appreciate. Well, there's a film that really spooked me as a kid. I always go back to every now and then. Mac and me. It was a weird looking dude, Mac. What was it called? Um, Night of the Demons 2. Never saw Night of the Demons no, 1. Night of the Demons 2. Like, freaked me the goddamn hell out, actually, back in the day. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I'll also watch any documentary at all on video nasties. I don't need to see the films, but I love watching collected clips and talking heads and people talking yeah, about Yeah, I don't like, ever the moral watch panic it. And yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. And I'm fascinated by that. You get, like, the, the quicker the clip and the, you don't have time to investigate just how terribly the film was made or what awful thing it was exploiting, the more captivating it is. Oh, the, I don't know. If, are you an Inside Number 9 guy? No, I give it the... Uh, I thought it was okay. I thought I think it was quite good. They've played with horror quite nicely. It's one of those where it's like, I love the original League of Gentlemen. Um, but I've told you before about my thing with solid and wrestling. Mm. If something doesn't blow me away, yeah, and I don't feel enormously for it after I, I just won't give it a shot. I've, I haven't got enough time. I in thought my life. I blew the League of Gentlemen away. Ah, yeah, I thought it was only okay. And Psychoville, I was never such a big fan of that as well. Mm. I think I like I thought, this, I that was good. Yeah, but I don't need good in my life. I need great. Ah, it's it's one of the, it's the minimal time to do what I want. Uh, it's, a, it's a, one of my favorites from Auntie Beeb. Beeb still can. Beep Beep still because I'll be basically I'm watching I'm not taking my son to football practice <laughs> uh, or the game day soccer practice on game day soccer practice on hey, a Monday coach, night game day on get a your Sunday ass in morning. Gear and put my goddamn son on the field if I'm not doing that he watches Mr Beast out the ass Mr God Mr Beast goddamn Mr Beast making your kids think that the whole world is there at the palm of their hands thousands and thousands of dollars. Money is valueless to that asshole. Yes. I'm sure he's a nice guy. He seems to be. Otherwise, he's just, I don't know, using YouTube. Be- I got problems with Mr. Beast. I got problems with Mr. Beast. Um, I understand why kids are obsessed with it. Mm. It is so easy to watch. Yeah. Uh, usually, when you do the, the activities with the kids, you take them to the trampoline park, and you make help them um, with their homework, and then you do football or whatever, and then they can get them on board. Yeah, you can help with a tea. You're actually a hindrance, actually. Yeah, get out but, of the way, you know, But it gets them involved, mm-hmm. and you don't want to have that fear of cooking because I had it for too long, mm-hmm. so that's why we try to do it. Then you eventually go, oh, great, justified screen time. I've done enough on yes. this weekend during the day where they can have justified screen time, and I can just go on Twitter. And I can have justified screen time. And yeah. I can just go on Twitter. And then usually, literally whatever they watch, I go, 
that looks like stupid nonsense that I would yeah. never watch in a million years, and it's not for me. It's kids' TV. Good, I can just go on Twitter. Mr. Beast has got this very easy watch. It's so quickly edited, and I can understand why he's got that kid's market yeah. absolutely cornered. Bluey's good as well. That's amazing. Your kids into that when they flip bottles and pull off amazing stunts and stuff like that. It's again, it's really well edited, and you see these impossible trick shots. Like the, no, like but that'll like allow that. me some Twitter time if I watch oh, that. Oh, definitely, hundred percent. Yeah, and as well. My kids are just getting into watching. They're not on Twitch, or they're not really like engaged directly with streaming yet. But they're watching up streams that have been uploaded to YouTube. Kids, Stampy's quite a popular one, and his content's quite nice actually. So I, I trust that. But what I've realised is that having watched all that, they now narrate when they're playing games. So my youngest son will be on Super Mario Deluxe is his favourite at the moment, and he's just it's like me playing with wrestling figures and doing commentator voices. I, he's not just playing and really engaged. It's like, oh, Mario's going to jump. Oh, I'm going to hit that tail. Blah, 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 blah. And it, that's how, having watched streamers, that's in his mind how he's supposed to play a game. Ah. Do a running commentary over it the whole time. And I've just got to be fine with that. I don't know. Because <laughs> that's, this change is always good. It's um, always good. We'll, uh, we'll return to uh, the wheel and make another deal because not everything is known ahead of Halloween Havoc. The stipulation is currently a mystery has finally, finally, uh, the future that Apollo Crews saw a long time ago with Grayson Waller's destruction. The prophecy is going to be fulfilled. The prophecy is going to be fulfilled. This Saturday. This, this Saturday. Saturday. This is a real pick your poison because it's either eye for an eye <laughs> or blindfold. Two of, the, two of the stupidest stipulations of all time. Aye. Oh, my God. I think, to be fair, right? And if Apollo Crews had seen the stipulation come in, why doesn't he gimmick his blindfold to have eye holes in it? I know. For example... Waller in a blindfold could be patter. Yeah. But the reality of the situation is that, yeah, he could be animated, but you're only going to get a bit of a <sighs> laughter reaction um, to Grayson Waller for about 10 seconds before a blindfold match unfolds as it does, i.e. invariably, terribly. And honestly, you could probably describe the quality of a blindfold match as thus. You you made this happen. I hate this. I hate this. You and Wilborn made this happen, right? Oh man! I'm gonna it make got so wet by the end, though. I'm gonna make you smoke twenty packs <laughs> 20 of packs this. Of this is what you did. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going with um, brown eye for a no, brown no, no, eye. Yeah, is that the stipulation? <laughs> it wasn't me. It was Bart. Shut up. You did this. Yeah. You did that. Yeah. With And he did that as well, the ghost at the feast. Yeah. Adam Wilborn did that. <laughs> I mean... You deserve it. I deserve it. Uh, Apollo Crews farts on Grace Muller's face for the win, yeah? Yeah. Blind, blindfolded. What's that smell? It's the guy's ass. Why on your face? 
Is that the last match? Uh, we've got two more to go. Oh, for God's sake. Yeah. Um, what should we do next? Ah, oh, we'll, we'll save the rest of the last. This stipulation still makes me laugh. It's Julius Creed versus Damon Kemp. And if Julius loses, uh, Brutus Creed will have to leave. So it's quite nice, isn't it? It's like he's fighting for his brother's career and obviously the Diamond Mine. Uh, Diamond Mine was all about Damon Kemp trying to rip through it, so this is a perfect way for it to do it. Fine. Ambulance match. <laughs> so you've got this, like, very visual, crazy, hardcore stipulation, but with a quite emotional stick attached. It's almost like those, those, those two things don't work. It's bizarre, but yeah, yeah, I'm going to put you in an ambulance, just like I put Roderick Strong in an ambulance. Yeah. Actually, I'm a baby face. I'm going to put you in the ambulance. Uh, these matches suck. Mm. Uh, any match where you have to brawl to a destination and then it's not like it's just the it's just the worst kind of suspense. It's not like I'm going to puncture your back with thumbtacks. Mm. That's great suspense. If you do not get out the way in time, you are going to be electrocuted. <laughs> Electrocution. <laughs> and I watched Hebusa and Atsushi Anita uh-huh. do just the it looked incredible. And because it was Hebusa, athletically stunning, he like sprinted towards it and then with like a centimeter to spare stop in front of it like your heart stops yeah I don't think my heart's gonna stop watching this no it's like you're gonna get put in an ambulance when you're not really that injured and you could probably just walk it off after you ice yourself there's no stakes there's no good suspense these matches are terrible I like Julius Creed well enough but I don't need to see this in my life I hate um that, <coughs> like car door selling so you know they're right at the ambulance's door and Vic Joseph is screaming his head off about how oh, they're both near the near the back of the ambulance. What, uh, something's got to give. But it just results in one of them standing still and breathing heavily and leaning against the side of an ambulance. Thinking, oh, you better not push me in the ambulance. Maybe I'll push you in the ambulance first. It's, they're both standing. It doesn't feel real, does it? Or at least with them, um, you know, at the stretcher match, which, by the way, I've always really wanted it to be a stretcher match where somebody like is so dominant that they put them on the, at the top of the ring and they just go, Wee! Hey, yeah, yeah. He just races over the line. But at least with that, the idea is you're on stretcher, you're being pushed, and then at the last minute you go, oh, geez, I need to wake up. And you fire a punch and then you stop it and you just delay it at the last minute. They can't manufacture. The ambulance is stationary. Like, they cannot manufacture that. Might be that it's in the um, controversial NXT and it's ready to pull away and maybe the fight has to break out there. Do we see... Um, any more? Di- is this a straight-up win for Julius Creed? Is what I'm asking. I hope because so. His brother Just tie a bow on this and do something else. Well, his brother leaving has at least got more. It's got like more sort of drama for the weeks ahead. But I don't think I want any more Diamond Mine drama, and I don't think Damon Kemp's proven that he's particularly ready for this spot either. So, I, like, it makes sense that Kemp would win because then the Creeds have been torn apart, and it's like, well, how do they find their way back together again? Or is this the start of the Creeds leaving NXT full stop? It's a big win for Kemp. You're asking me all of these questions, and I don't care it's about just, the answer. This is it, isn't it? Like, I would rather just the Creeds keep on wrecking dudes as a team, and then when the that's, time's right, and, uh, it's just I hate acting. I hate yeah. acting and wrestling, almost invariably, and the material is so poorly acted that I just don't give a toss about the outcome or the stakes, and they've picked the worst match possible as the vehicle for the conclusion. Yeah, see what we did there. <sighs> Terrible. <laughs> What's the last match? Well... We'll save what I think could potentially be the best till last here. Oh, good. I thought you were going to say we could save that to talk about something else. No, no I'm done. I'm we're done. I, am, end, I am done. We're going to end on a high. And high is where the vacant NXT North American title will be suspended above the ring 
for what a collection of wrestlers this is. Former champion Carmelo Hayes with Trick Williams, Oro Mensa, Wesley, Von Wagner, who I'm sure is going to be showing an awful lot of heart. And Nathan Frazier, first one ladder, gets the belt and wins. Um, what's this going to look like? I think this is going to be incredible, you know. Yeah, I honestly think How? this is going a to be match. absolutely incredible. Like, Nathan Fraser, can like, if they do the spot like the Shelton Benjamin where it's like leaned against the top turnbuckle and he can run up and do something utterly insane. Um, I think this has got the potential to be the best ladder match of the year that isn't Cody versus Sammy. The best multi-man ladder match of the year. Mm-hmm. Like, Wesley and Nathan Frazier in a ladder match could be... I honestly think this will be unbelievable. It's high time that a wrestling promotion, if you're going to do something, don't half-arse it. Be creative. Put your best, hungriest, youngest guys in there. You shouldn't. Because they're going to shorten their careers. And that's not just some Jim Ross bit of bollocks. Like Edge says this. John Moxley doesn't even want to do a ladder match. He hates it. Yeah. He's just done a beach break on an apron in a match in which he bled. And Both major companies had pay-per-views with ladder matches in the last month. And neither of them were any good. Yeah. And yet we're still persisting with them. And they're injuring yeah. people. Yeah. If you're going to do what is a bad idea, a dull idea, a redundant, passe idea, put Frazier and Wesley in there. Mm-hmm. And it should be absolutely unbelievable. Um... Von Wagner as a spoiler has got so much potential, hasn't it? Him climbing that ladder. Like, I know that those fans in that building like everybody, but they don't want Von Wagner to win this. And there is going to come a point where all the bodies are down and it seems like he's... What if he does a massive subversion he does a high spot? Oh, my, yeah. That'll be, uh, uh, 15 minutes in, like that could be absolutely incredible. Yeah. I want Frazier to win because I want him on telly uh-huh. and I want him to wrestle more matches because he's just absolutely fantastic. So genuinely... Don't sleep on this one, guys. <laughs> and Frazier to win. Those are my two things. I'm going to go with Wesley, I think, um, from seeming at virtual rock bottom to be like This is a smart word from a claim a title. And it's not exactly losing upwards, but he's not been on like some sort of great winning run. Yeah. And he gets the title, and then it's by having the title that his confidence rebuilds and all the rest of it. And maybe you do a nice match with Nathan Frazier down there. I, too, I share your high hopes for this one. This will be one. I think this is absolutely one worth going out of your way to see, even if you're not watching Halloween Havoc. But after this preview, why would you not? Um, give us your thoughts on Halloween Havoc in the uh, the comments in the, the tweet below this podcast. And if you want to follow all of us on there, you can do. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. You can follow me at Michael Hamlet. You can follow all of us at What Culture WWE. Uh, thank you for listening to this. We will be back next week with the Halloween Havoc. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Review along with all the other content that you used to. And thank you very much for spending some of your day with us, and we will see you soon.